Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, someone let me take over their dating apps and that was Rachel Kona. And we're going to talk to her about that, what went down. She is a writer. She's been um, featured in the New York Times, Playboy, Penthouse, the Washington Post, Allure, all over the place. And most recently, Elle, for the article I worked with her on. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. And we do have, obviously, we have Rachel in our green room. Yes. And right now she is writing quotes on our walls. Wow. Yes, you know, like. Is that what writers do? Writers, they write quotes. Okay. Yeah. The, she, the last one she did was on Mark Twain. A Mark, wow. Mark Twain quote. I don't know how they know them. All writers, they just know quotes. They know quotes, yeah. Yeah, like they can quote Mark Twain. They can quote Mystic Michaela. <laughs> they can quote like John Steinbeck. Okay. Um Okay. But uh, I don't know how they do it. They just they just do. If they have it in their brain. Like I can't remember things like that. But writers, yeah, like writers can. Yeah, and it was interesting. I was I was like, while she's doing those quotes, getting ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went onto her website, rachelkona.com, and I wanted to just you know because I know you've done two articles now with her, mm-hmm. one for L and one for Shape. Yep, she wrote two articles, and I got to help her out. You know, being featured in those. Yeah, and I wanted to go on and you know see what she writes about. And uh, so um, I got the list here, and a lot of these, you know, I want to read them. Okay. They are making me want to read them. Yeah, she's very entertaining. Yes. She writes about a lot of interesting things. Yeah, so I got one here she did for Bustle. Okay. It says, what your favorite beard says about you. Now, I am growing a beard, so this one would be good for me, right? That would be good for you. Yeah, what does your favorite beard say about you? Okay. Hmm. Like what type of beard you like? Is, I assume that's what that's we about. We should click on it. Well, let me click on and it. And then we should find out. Okay. A beard. Oh. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know if they're talking about a beard. What are they talking about? Um, well, maybe they are. I don't know. Okay. This is a very strange... Uh, I think it's more something with sex or something. Okay. All right, let me, let me skip that one. <laughs> um, okay, well, here's L. I let a psychic take over my dating app. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Cosmopolitan, I traded sex for school. Ooh. Well, I mean. Is it yeah. about sex workers? Uh, it could. I'm not even, I, you know, I I can't even click I, on these things right now because we're in the middle of a show. Okay. But uh, for Mary Claire, uh-huh. I tried moon juice sex dust. Oh. Do you have any idea what that no. is? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you do your speech in a little bit, I'm going to be. <laughs> You're going to be uh, getting an education. Oh, God. Now. What? I love Rachel, but Playboy. Okay. Why would a man inject his balls with Botox? Oh, why would he? I have no idea. Is maybe, it? I mean, maybe for any reason people use Botox. Really? Okay. <laughs> Here we just, just, just purely from the title and my and my logic. Okay. From shape, we have. I had my aura red. Oh, that that, that was, was me. That was you. And then I tried weed lube. Oh, weed lube. She did shape that one too. Infant I shape, tried yeah. weed lube. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This one will never happen. I had sex on my period blanket, and it wasn't a total disaster. Okay. <laughs> so. You have to go to Rachel's website yeah. and check out some of these. You're going to get a whole education, and Scott's Definitely. about to get that. Yes, I am going to read all of these yeah. while you now go into your little uh, speech here. Yeah, okay, so go read that. Sounds right. good. Yeah, well, since we're going to be talking about dating today, um, and I happen to read many, many people who are ready to go dating again, or they've been single for a while, or they're like... How do I do this better? I kind of wanted to do, I guess, just a coverall about some things that that I get generally. So when we meet new people in vulnerable situations, we just tend to hide part of ourselves. We feel like we have to hide things in order to fit in. We have to hide our underbellies. And like, that's good. You know, like you don't want to be too much of an open book the first time you put yourself out there, but there's a difference. You, you can be you without revealing information under it. Like you can go into a situation authentically as yourself and feel it out, you know, on the surface, microcosmically, you can do that and, and you can set up a stage there for being comfortable so that the few hours you spend with somebody that you can go back and look back and be like, yeah, that was me. That was a polite and refined and maybe mysterious version of me, but that was me. And I think some of us go into situations where, okay, I have to be somebody completely different 
I have to go into this date. I have to go online. I have to make this profile. I have to meet people. This is, this is the version of life I wish I had. So I'm going to be that person. And then when you meet them or like, you know, now you're getting things that match that energy, it doesn't line up with who you are. Um, it's kind of like if you went <laughs> to the grocery store one day and you were like, okay, I'm going to eat totally vegan. All right. This is me. I'm eating totally vegan. There's going to be nothing in the house, but vegan food. And like, if you didn't build yourself up to that and now the next, the next day, and there's only that kind of food in your fridge, you're like, what the heck was I thinking? This is super not me. I want a burger. And that's a very simple metaphor for what's going to happen in a few months. If you picked somebody who you thought you were and thought you wanted to be, and you're not quite there. And then you look at them just like you wish they were a hamburger and they're not. Does that make sense? Does that metaphor make sense? Anyways, but what if your whole life you were told that all the things you try to hide from people are bad? That's what I'm getting at. You know, you can't show them. You're made to feel under them. You shame yourself. You're made to feel like you aren't good enough. That when you mean someone, so that when you meet someone now, you pack all that away so well that they never see it. And you're probably really good at packing it away too, I bet. You've been doing this your whole life, in some cases a whole childhood, every day at a job, and right now even. You can even hide that own version of you from you so that one day after some time spent with the same person, when the real you squeezes out, it flips the whole thing on its side. And the underbelly isn't just out, it's a mess. So when you get the life that you thought you wanted or you get the partner that you thought you wanted based on what you think you want, that really isn't you, it's what you thought you should be. At some point, those worlds collide and it's not pretty. And I see this happen all the time. You got to meet, you got to meet people where you are, you know, you got to let them meet you where you are. And that takes vulnerability. We live in a world where, yeah, many of us are self-taught and programmed to smack a smile on our faces. It's like patching up bad drywall. But when you stop that, when you take a moment to unearth whatever it is you feel you can't show at first impression, you will start to see results. And the results will not just be about meeting new people. It'll be about meeting yourself. You just got to get honest with yourself about where you're at, what you're vulnerable about, what you want versus what's realistic. Why you want what you want? Because maybe you think you want a relationship a certain way, but if you really think about it, that's not true. It's based on a lot of fears or baggage from the past or jaded situations from other relationships. So this leads into purple shaming, and it's something I talk a lot about, but all aura colors, like all of us really, tend to have our own methods of self-shame. And these things are just so part of you that you were picked on in your childhood or your family about having. I'm sure it has to do with something we can trace back to your aura color. So like, you know, every one of us has something that we kind of want to hide. And honestly, it's probably such an honest and real part of us. And that was the thing that got picked on. But those are the things we have to re-embrace. Purple's get shamed, you know, a little bit more, I would say, by society. Um, our current culture, our, our society, I'm going to talk about this with Rachel too, with purple shaming. Um, so purples get shamed for being attention seeking. It starts as a kid, you know, being told that you're loud, fully yourself, center of attention. And then you start to hide it in you. You start to be invisible or what can happen is you own it extra. And now you're going to make it self-destruction. Oh, I'm loud, huh? Well, I'll be the loudest biatch in the entire room. On the center of attention? Oh, well, now I'll do some stuff that makes your jaw drop and you'll never be able to pick it back up. You know, that can go either way, like with purples. They're either going to get invisible or they're going to be like, oh no, I'll turn the volume way off. (laughs) And the ways you show it then aren't really you. They're reactive and the ways you hide it come out in other ways anyways, sneaky little ways, um, self-destructive little ways. So when you're purple, you have to lead with it. You know, you got really got to take pride in the fact that you do feel things, you do sense yourself, you do sense others, you do get first impressions, all right, got to trust that stuff. You do believe that there's more to this world. And if you get shamed for it by anyone, really look at them because it's not them, okay? It's you who attracted it because you're used to it. That's some honest spirit guide mic drop stuff right there. I get that all the time. If you don't like a relationship that you're in, take a look at the parts of yourself that allowed it. And I'm not victim blaming at all. Like if this is st- if this is like an abusive relationship, that's different. Okay, that's completely different. I'm talking about just little things that you don't like that you keep attracting over and over again in dating situations. You got to look in there and act, ask yourself, okay, what in me allows this to happen? Really? 
And that's a hard cold look in the mirror. And sometimes it takes, it takes a process to do it. Um, because it's not them. It's, it's like I said, it's you who attracted to it because you're used to it. So you got to look for places where your uniqueness is honored. You know, it's interesting doing the podcast this week. And then of course, this is how spirit works. I have like three readings in a row where I'm talking to single purple ladies. And I, and I got downloaded on one of them and it was really powerful for her reading, but I think it could be applicable to a lot of us, um, where she was externally searching for herself in bad relationships. So she was using really bad relationships as a way to find herself as sort of, sort of like spirit quests or something. So she would find like this, these guys are, you know, in her case, this one guy over and over again, just the same patterns. And it was her way of, I guess, expressing her purple or finding herself or feeling things or feeling all the things that she was repressed her whole life about, but she could feel it in that one relationship. And like Spirit just said to her in the reading, um, basically like stop externally finding yourself in him. You know, that's, you got to go inward with that. So you might need like a month to yourself where you take all that energy and you process it inward instead. And you do the 21 day meditation and you do the journaling every day, or like you have to take that time and find it in you before you're ready to go back out there again. Because we can't find ourselves in other people. If you're looking for yourself and then you're dating at the same time, that's a mess. It's going to be a mess because you're just going to find people that are going to reflect you trying to fill a void that you're supposed to fill yourself. And then that attracts toxic people because they sense it. And then they're like, ooh, I have unlimited need for you. Let's go. A little deep there. Um, yellows get shamed too. I have to bring up yellow shaming. I never really talk about it. But you know, often yellows are told as children that they're cold or selfish or a little brutally honest or something. Um, that they're a little OCD or they care too much about their things. They can be called materialistic or superficial. Yellows like to manipulate the aesthetics of their environment to give themselves peace of mind. Okay, they're neat. They're tidy. They like their things a certain way. They like to iron their clothes. Don't touch them. They are just the way they are. Do not fold my clothes. Do not touch them. Don't, do, you know, all that. It doesn't mean they're superficial. Um, if they want the latest, like, what are those, that? Don't the Kardashians have it? The Mackenzie Childs teapot, you know, all that. I don't know. It's like checkered glassware. I think it's ugly. Okay, I do. But I know it's designer. But like, let's say a yellow wants that for their kitchen. That doesn't mean they're some spoiled brat. Okay. It means they care about their home. They show that via making sure things are particular to them. That's how they show love and care and concern, you know, through the aesthetics around them. They get called out a lot from an early age that this is bad priorities or something, but it, it's not. It's just how they are. They also tend to be really good at holding an emotion. So they, they either combat this with either being like the most bubbliest first person to talk in the group, or they're the ones that will hold their face perfectly still until they understand what's going on. Yellows don't really have an in-between. So they can get shamed by society. Like if they're super bubbly, they can be called fake, um, or it, they can be called rude if they're just taking a minute to think. Just a little bit on the yellow shaming. So how this relates to dating, as we will talk about today, what I personally saw when I was on the sites, and we'll talk about this, is that your profile matters, okay? So Rachel wrote this article, but I got to go on all the the apps first, and I was like, oh, this is a whole new world for me. This is interesting. And I really noticed that profile matters. And so it's about setting it up for what you want, not what you what you don't want. So I saw a lot of people setting up their profiles to like scare away things that they don't want rather than attract them in. Like you can be honest and still attract people in. So saying things up front is good, but like you don't have to be blunt or like stick a really out there picture of you, you know, in order to get get the point home. Like let's say like, you know, in a past relationship you were judged by your ex or whatever for being fun or, you know, having a lot, you know, being close with your girlfriends or whatever. Like, don't put the drunk picture from Cancun in your profile. Okay. Like, no, we get it. Like, we don't want to attract another judgy person like he was, but you also don't have to like combat it by showing that picture. Does that make sense? Um, Just put in there some vulnerability, honestly. Put in the underbelly, like we're talking about. Show the underbelly. It's okay to say what you want. 
instead of what you don't want. It's okay to start talking about you and what you are seeking in someone else. So the thing I learned about helping someone online date was really about how vulnerability when managed in a way when you're aware and proud of it is a true asset. It's the best filter. It's the best tool. Instead of pushing stuff away, you can own it and use it and appreciate the honesty of your own feelings that come up, which will then make you feel very seen, awkward, of course, and noticed by others, but also attract to you that authentic connection that you're looking for. And honestly, the most important thing is it'll bring you back home to you. All right. Well, that was fantastic, Thank even you. though I did not hear a word you said <laughs> because I was reading these articles by Rachel. You're getting an education by Rachel. I got totally educated. Right. And I want to actually tell you guys Ooh. what I learned. Ooh. Some good stuff. Is it about here. Botox? I learned about Botox. <laughs> okay. All right. But first, we have a few ads we got to get through. Okay. You know, you know the drill, guys. And all right, take it away. All right. So a lot of people want their boyfriends to go to therapy or their husbands or they themselves, you know, and, and there's always like this apprehension sometimes like, oh, he's not going to go to therapy or he's yeah. not, right? That, that's like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. But you know, what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be with better help. It's customized. It's online therapy. It offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can get tools to help with like anything like motivation, depression, anxiety. Sometimes there's transitional situations with jobs and whatnot, stress, just dealing with insecurity, just making them clear their mind. It's it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. They're very speedy quick. There's not a lot of frill or fluff. So if you're kind of trying trying to guide somebody into therapy, better helps the way to go because it's not scary. It really isn't. You can join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about and you can see if it's for you. You can just, you can just say, hey, just try it out um, because you know, you're your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. I love this one. I always say I love this one because this is like, what's the price for a peace of mind? You know what I mean? With modern fertility, it's not that much. <laughs> you can really have peace of mind for not a lot of money or... I guess, stress or anything like that. Um, you know, did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg, egg count, menopause timing, you know, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether or not kids are in your future. So many of my clients who have used this because of the podcast reach out to me and tell me how much peace of mind it gave them and how they're happy that they're, they have their steps to move forward now, whatever those are. Modern fertility was created. You know, it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with just a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results just in 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor, I mean, it can be overwhelming. It can cost over $1,000. There's a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of research. There's just a lot of waiting rooms. But modern fertility gets you the same info at home at $159. It's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. And if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a real person fertility nurse to review your results and just options for next steps. Um, If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, you just want to know what's going on. You want clinically sound info into your body so you can help, you know, make really solid decisions. This is for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even $1,000 that it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. Get that peace of mind. Oh, 
I don't know about you, but I am super into what's going on, what these restorative effects of collagen I'm hearing. It's like all the rage, but you guys, it's way more than just hype. You can get the very best collagen on the market from ancient nutrition. I've been using it for a month now. I see the difference in my skin. It is kind of crazy. Um, Ancient Nutrition has one goal, to transform the health of every individual on the planet with history's most powerful superfoods. Whether you want to improve your body, sharpen your mind, or just feel like your best self, Ancient Nutrition makes supplements that get real results that you can see and feel. All Ancient Nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients. That's super important to me. I know it's important for you too. And they're rigorously and repeatedly, they're tested for purity. The best selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients to that are proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles. Yes, please. Thank you. That's what I am here for. After four weeks, <laughs> transform your overall skin tone after eight weeks. Please bring it. I will take that. Um, love it. It's unflavored. It dissolves in any liquid. You know, you just put a scoop in your coffee or your smoothie. You can stick it in baked goods. Um, You don't taste it. You just kind of stir it up and drink it. Proven formulas for real impact. That's what Ancient Nutrition is all about. So right now, try this out. Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com and enter promo code KYA at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code KYA and get 20% off your first order. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code KYA at checkout. Hey, Scotty. Hey. Uh, well, Rachel is still writing quotes. That's cool. Uh, the last one was, life is too short to be living somebody else's dream. Who said that? Hugh Hefner. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that might be because of, you know, because she wrote for Playboy. She did. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I read a few of these articles while you were, were talking, like I said. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the beard one? Yes. Basically, it confirms everything. What? The way that I keep my beard. Yeah. Means I'm a sexy mofo. Oh. And I am, as most of you all know. So, okay, so when you're lazy about shaving, yeah. that means you're a sexy mofo? Yeah, because I have like the, you know, I, I keep it like a scruffy kind of yeah, it's a like look. like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Plus two days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yes, it means I'm like an international sex symbol like we've talked oh about before. God. So I learned a lot from that all right. one. Rachel. Um, yeah. yeah. Rachel, you, Rachel confirmed it for you. She's extra special to you now. Yes. And because I keep my beard this way, then I would not need this injection oh, no? of Botox Why? into the ball region. <laughs> because that's for like ones that are really like, I mean, I, can we say this out here? You can just use descriptive language. Very saggy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you get... It takes 20 shots of Stop, Botox. Stop. That's going to hurt. Who to, does that? To make it look like a ripe plum. <laughs> you know how bad that would hurt? Shots. No, who's doing that? The do- some doctor. There's very no, few no, doctors that do it. Guys oh, do that. The guys that have the saggy sag. But are they like, let me, I, I, how do I put this? Do they have film careers? No. Because <laughs> that would make sense. No. <laughs> like if they're in the media I, somehow, I, I, well, I like think, with that part yeah. of them. No, I, I think this would be like the guys, some of these guys that are going to be on these dating apps that we've talked about, you know, especially Tinder. I don't know if that's yeah. a good idea to date somebody that yeah. does. I mean, no, listen, you do you. Yes. You know what I mean? But, and you know, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. He's got a high pain tolerance. Yeah. High I, pain tolerance. I am totally not into it. Petro Honchar told me that he would do it. <laughs> I can see some guys, yeah. like um, some guys doing that, yeah. I guess. Um, I the, mean, does anybody care though? Seriously, well, girls, do I, you? I, I mean, I, I guys, yeah, do you? Does know. anybody care? I, I'm, I'm speechless. Okay, um, continue. You, I just have a lot of questions. Okay, I got to read that. Article. There's one about juice, sex, dust. That's like what? Yeah, juice, juice, sex, moon juice, moon, moon juice? juice. Yeah, you kind of mix it with milk and stuff, and it's supposed to get the blood flowing. Okay, for women, that's more for women. All right. Um, is it like full moon water? Like it's, is it uh, like you keep it under a full moon? Yeah. Then there was, a, <laughs> sure, I, 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 I didn't understand that one really. I, I, I blew by that one and went right like, on mm. to, um, weed lube. Um, 
And then, of course, the weirdest one of all was this there's this chick, I guess, and she sees like colors around people. Uh-huh. And, you know, like she sees like some people are purple and some people are blue. Oh, that, oh, that was okay. That was your. All right. You're so funny. We, we got to bring Rachel in. All right, let's bring Rachel in. Let's all right, Rachel, let's go. I am so excited. We are here with Rachel Kona. She's a writer. She's a storyteller. She's a host. She's the owner of Crimson and Clover Studio, which is really hysterical if you want to check that out on Instagram. Some really cool stuff. She's written for, I mean, who hasn't she written for? The New York Times, Playboy, Penthouse, The Washington Post, Allure, Marie Claire, Cosmo. And most recently, um, she wrote an article in Elle that I got to help out with a little bit. And we are here with her today. Hi, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. And Scotty is here too. Hey, Scott. <laughs> hey, guys. They're actually going to let me do uh, the interview. Whoa. Look yes. at you. This is, this is big. I know. This, I mean, yeah. It's a big day for you. Yes. Yeah. And as you know, before I do any interview, I have to ask the three questions. And since part of this interview is going to be for you, Mystic Michaela, too, Ooh. you actually have to answer the three questions. Okay. Okay. So we have the, the just to make sure you're of sound, mind, and body. Okay? okay. Are you, first we need consent. Are you guys both okay with it? Yes. I'm okay with it. Okay. Me too. Mr. Michaela, are you okay with it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. And, and I should preface, first we do, do make sure, do you know your aura colors? It's vital. Mr. Michaela, do you know your aura colors? Yes, I'm purple and indigo. Okay, and Rachel, do you know your aura colors? I'm purple and blue. Purple and blue. Okay, those pass. All right, here we go. The first one is sound. Okay, would you rather listen to Ariana Grande's album Christmas Kisses or take a quick dip in the Hudson River? If you need any for clarification, just let me know. Okay, so listen to the full album. You have to listen to every song on it. There's a great rendition of Santa Baby. Um, that will probably burn your ears, but, um, or you go, you know, in the Hudson river for, let's say like 20 seconds. I'm going to go with the album, but I'm going to put on a really low volume. Okay. So you're going with the Ariana Grande album on low volume, Mr. Michaela. I'm going to have a shot of something strong and I'm going to like blast that album. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get out the spiked eggnog. I'm going to go for it. Okay. Now, I mean... To be fair, I don't know if you guys have heard the album, but no. um, <laughs> if you listen to Santa Baby on that, you might be going in the Hudson. Okay. okay. So I guess you guys pass. All right. Number two, mind. Okay. Which character on Shit's Creek do you feel matches your intellect? Mr. <laughs> Kelly, you can go first. My intellect? Yeah, your intellect. So you, you match up, your mind matches up mostly with them. I already have mine. I feel like I identify with Stevie a lot, I guess. Like, if I had to, like, who I feel most similar to. Although I'm not as, like, sarcastic, outwardly. And she's indigo in real life, I think. She is, yeah. So I I just feel akin to her. Okay, you pass. Okay, Rachel? I want to say Moira, but I think realistically (laughs) it might be more Alexis. I love her. Okay, very interesting. (laughs) I'll make note of that. Okay. I, I pick myself rolling shit, but <laughs> that's just me. All right. But I'm not doing the inter- that, I'm that not tracks doing it. a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, rolling shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The third one is the body question. All right. So Matt James and Tyler Cameron invite you to their shirtless slip and slide event in Florida. Fill in the following. Okay, so I'm gonna read a sentence and you have to fill it in. Okay. With um a body part, okay? So Tyler Cameron asks you, hey, bro, you have a really nice blank, or or he says to you, okay? So Tyler Cameron says, hey, bro, you have a really nice blank. Mystic McKellar, you go first. To me? He says something to me? Yeah, um, he says this to you. You're at the you're oh, at the shirt. Like, hey, oh, all right. Well, hey, bro. I'm wearing a shirt, and I'm and he's gonna say, <laughs> "Hey, bro, you have a really nice, I don't know, calf muscle." Calf muscle. Okay, okay. That's something Tyler Cameron might say. Yeah, right. that sounds Rachel, right. Rachel, again, same thing for you. Tyler Cameron says, "I don't know who that person is." Okay. <laughs> um, I'm guessing it's someone annoying. Um, <laughs> the way you phrase it, so I'm gonna say. Um, you have nice 
nails. Oh, that's yeah. good. Okay. You do have nice nails, yeah. Rachel. I just got my nails done. Yeah, so. they are really pretty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Tyler Cameron is the guy that Matt James picked as the winner of The Bachelor. Like, they, they became According a couple. According to us, we think so. Wait. Oh, wait, is there a gay couple in The Bachelor? We wish. We feel like he just should have picked Tyler. That's like our own personal. Oh. It's not real. It's just our oh. own personal, like what we, Scott and I have decided would have been a much better ending than the one we got. That sounds, that would have been yeah. great. Right. Back. We were yeah. like, please. Oof. Yes. Yes. As, yes. as far as KYA is concerned, they are a couple. Oh, okay. They're got some it. sort of couple, platonic, whatever. Okay. They're just soulmates. Got we're it. very supportive of them. Yes. Um, oh, so then it's perfect that I pick nails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. So. All right. So let, let me let me start the interview the, the, now that you guys have passed the three questions. Um, so, so basically, a few months back, you, you came to us with this idea, Rachel, right? For a article for uh, Elle magazine. And can you just kind of give us like a little bit of what that was in the beginning? What was, what was the idea that you had presented? Well, yeah, I had this idea for Mystic Michaela to um, help me with the dating apps. I know so many single women like struggle with it and would love having a psychic help them with, particularly someone who can read aura colors, help them with, dating and dating apps in particular and like save time. So I was like, oh, that'll be really cool. Like what a cool idea. So I pitched it to Elle. Um, they accepted it. And that's how we started doing this whole thing. You make that sound really easy though, you know, yeah. and I know it's not. <laughs> so like how, what, just generally how, gosh, like how do you pitch articles? Like where does that courage come from? <laughs> um, you know, I just, I, I just thought, like when I started writing, I was just kind of like, I guess I'll just try this out. Like, which is usually how I start things. It's never right. like this like big thing. It's always like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just email someone and see what happens. I'm like, whatever. And then like, I'll get a response. And then I just kind of keep building on it. Like I didn't start off writing for a big magazine. Like Elle, I kind of started off free blogging or blogging for free um, on like local like blogs. And then I started working my way up. Um, so now it's kind of like no big deal because I've been doing it for a while. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't have any courage because I wasn't really thinking it was a big deal. Okay. <laughs> you just like purpled it. You're just like, eh, that I sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. I purpled it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, do you, do you, after this, could I talk to you about a pitch I have that I want for Cosmo? Basically <laughs> talking about me and how I've become an international sex symbol. Yes. We should definitely talk about that later. <laughs> I think it is a chance. Like a 0.01% chance. So there's a chance. That's fine. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. I mean, that's good. Okay. Um, All right. So so basically, so you had to, I I assume, uh, go on these these dating apps, right? Is that the the gist of it? So what were some of the the dating apps that you and Mr. Kell decided that you were going to use? Well, I was like, let's just go for the gold and try all of them. So um, we had, you know, the OG Tinder. Um, We had... Uh, Hinge, which is like newer, but seems like a little more serious. Um, we had League, which is like, you know, if you want someone who's, you know, has a certain job profile or education. And then I don't think we did OKCupid. Okay no, we did Raya. We? we did Raya. Mm-hmm. And Coffee and Meets like, Bagel. <laughs> and Coffee Meets Bagel. Yeah, there's so many. Um, yeah, and Raya is like the celebrity... I mean, I use that word very loosely. I was on there. Um, but like something like that um, kind of app. And then, yeah, and Coffee Beats Bagel. Yeah, right. I met Channing Tatum on there once. He I, was on I, there I, once. Yeah. Not, not I know. When, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a, I've actually bought a secret pass code to get on Raya. Oh. 
Raya was nice. like my least favorite, like when we were doing it. Cause like then you sent me all the apps and you're like, and you gave me your login and I'm like, okay. And I, that was fun. Like, cause I all got right, so to wait, go sorry. on. Wait, okay, wait, sorry. Back up here. Sorry, okay. sorry, yeah. So, so you have, all right. So you, you pick all these apps you're going to do. You're going to do Tinder and, and coffee meets bagel and Ryan, all that. Um, okay. So you have, I assume you created accounts for these and you had these accounts for a while, or was it just for this article? I started them just for this article, okay. and then uh, I shared the logins with Mystic Michaela, which ended up being a little tricky because of the security stuff. But um, so, but but she did swipe a little bit for me. Okay, so basically, then you passed off the accounts. If Raya yeah. ever found out about this, you guys are both going to be banned for life. <laughs> uh, so you swiped, so you swiped them. You sent the passcodes and all the login to Mystic Michaela, and then she went on as you. She went on as me, not messaging, just swiping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually she put, passed it back to me just because it was like so crazy with the, the codes and everything because I still had to message them. So I had to log back in. But initially that is what she did. So um, I'm sure it was very wild for her. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. crazy. It's like a whole um, new world. Yeah. So what happened, Mrs. Kill? what happened when you... Let's say you went on Coffee Meets Bagel. What what was going on there? So this is like a new experience for me. Like I've always been like, I'll take a girlfriend's phone, you know, when we're out or whatever. Be like, oh my God, let me look at your Tinder. Let me look at this. Let's do some swipes. Let's look at some aura colors. You know, that's like, but when Rachel, I was doing yours, I tried to step into Rachel, which is like, like, I can't be anybody. You know what I mean? But like, I was trying really hard to like internalize like Rachel's energy. And and just so I was trying to like, really like get into her vibe and try to choose people that were good for her but you know what's interesting like I would I was getting just a lot of different it I I ended up I it's like most things you go in one way and then like something happens during it I don't think even think I told you this Rachel because like when I was going in and being you or whatever like I was getting messages about you like about how you picked people and like kind of like um or or like you know fractured like we all have little fractured places you know that kind of do the picking sometimes and like the people why um the wrong people tend to be attracted to you and it was like it was really overwhelming actually wow yeah I did not know that it was really deep and sometimes like it takes me time to process it because I've never done it before and I was like whoa like I like in the process of like impersonating you on these apps I was getting like oh my gosh like I feel um just like the type of people that you would pick you know based on maybe reasons that were more subconscious or things like that and I had to fight that when I was like swiping the people I'm like but now I gotta not do what she would want me to do I gotta do what maybe I want to do so that's always hard because I had to like superimpose myself on like you and I didn't I don't like to get involved you know like that but it was like a little war or something um it was complicated but it was interesting it was a lot it was a learning experience Oh, that's really interesting. Now I'm like, I'm curious what, what was coming out. <laughs> it's like you. all the stuff you already know, you know, like it's like a lot of like, you know, stuff we already talked about. Yeah, yeah. it's like stuff like yeah. you already know, like it's just how it manifests in different ways, you know, like, you know, childhood right. or, or upbringing or what you yeah. think of yourself or like what, right. like the power dynamics in a relationship that are you right. comfortable right. with, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, all right. So Rachel, I, I assume you made like a profile for these mm-hmm. accounts. So did, did you have any, like, tell us about that. Did yeah, you... so I made a profile, well, up several profiles, and then we worked together on editing it so it looked a little different than how I would normally have it. Okay. Um, so we changed a few of the pictures just to show a little bit more vulnerability, that's all. Like, not really, like, change my personality or anything, but just show a little bit more vulnerability um, than I normally would. Okay, and... so did, like, did you guys, like, work to make it, like, so that... Man, again, maybe you were trying to cha- attract a certain color in a guy. I don't know. Did you make the, Ms. Michaela, you can answer this too. Did you make the profile fit that? Meaning like maybe the profile originally was attracting yeah, well, a lot she of did her own guys. Pro- yeah, she was doing her own profiles. But I think like just kind of like when we were chit-chatting, um, you know, when we were kind of like, okay, I noticed this or I noticed this or like, you know, her noticing things about herself. Um, okay. When she said, t- like when Rachel just said vulnerability, she wears like sometimes inauthentic red. And that's, like, such a leftover armor from, like, her childhood and growing up and whatnot. And I thought this was really interesting, Rachel. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. But, like, 
Rachel is like not your name. So in some of them, you put your Indian name. And I thought mm-hmm. like that's, it, I don't know if that was like, can you talk about that? Because I thought that was like a big step for you or something. Like it felt very, I can't relate to that personally, but it felt very vulnerable or something. Yeah. So my real name is Reshma, which I used all growing up. Um, but no one could ever say it. And I know like, so I don't know. People can say some Indian names. They can't say others. And I don't know why they can't say Reshma because I thought it was really easy. Like people in Europe can somehow say it very easily. Um, so people would just call me her or that girl or she, or they would like, you know, just try not to refer to me or they would just make me repeat my name like 15,000 times. And so by the time I got to like, you know, graduated college, I was just like, I'm so over this. Like, it's so aggravating. Um, and I, I tested out Rachel when I was backpacking in Europe once. And I was like, this is so easy. Because I was like, nobody knows me here. I'm just going to try it out. And I'm like, this is so easy. Like, everyone can just say my name. I'm not called, like, some random pronoun. <laughs> like, I have, like, a name. And it's just easy. So I was like, I'm just going to go by Rachel. And so I started doing that. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, but this is weird because that no one knows I'm Indian. So it was like this weird battle of like, I'm not trying to like not Indian myself mm-hmm. or like whitewash myself, mm-hmm. but I just hate the hassle that I have to go through every time with my name. Um, but you know, now it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so on the dating apps, I was like, maybe I should go by Reshma because that's like my more authentic me. But even that was a battle because I'm like, but then I'd have to explain to them why I go by Rachel oh, God. <laughs> for the time. So I was like, I don't know, but I, I tried it out, you know. It feels like that was your empath struggle because it's, it's, I mean, like I said, I can't personally relate, but I can imagine like your entire life being as absorbent as you are and telling your like second grade <laughs> school teacher, like it's Ray Schma. And she's like, what? It's going to take me like three weeks to learn it. You yeah. know, you feel all that as a kid and how do kids internalize it? Like I'm a hassle or this is making me center of attention. Now everybody's noticing me. Now this is a lot. And then it's like your whole life feeling it. Then you change it to make your life easier. And then you feel the opposite. Oh my gosh, I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being true to my culture. I'm like the whitewash. Like, so it's it's like you can't win or something. So yeah. I, yeah. So I felt with you, like when you put Reshma on your profile, um, on a lot of your, not all of them, on both, I think on a lot of them you did though. Like yeah. one, you got a lot different people coming through. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like I noticed like you were getting people who actually love to type out your name. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. There was, I think, one or something that I couldn't change it because it, it had, it was connecting to my Facebook or something. <laughs> so I was picking up that name, so okay. it wouldn't, wouldn't do it. But I didn't know that. So there was a difference between yeah. the Rachel. And I was Rachel. noticing when they were messaging you, nobody was like, "Hi, Rachel." They were like, but they would all say like, "Hi, Rachel," and then like they would go. I, I noticed oh. that they made it a point <laughs> to like spell it out correctly and say. Huh. Da, 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 da. I don't know what that is. I, I have a feeling it has something to do with maybe an unusual name and people want to like make you know that they looked at you and they see you or something like that. Um, or something, oh. I, you know, well, this is, well, this is really interesting. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is once you tra- made those tweaks to her profile and her name and everything, then yeah. she started getting a different type of person. Yeah. Once or- she, once she made those tweaks and she like had this, cause it really was a symbol of like vulnerability. I felt, cause I felt that like, Whoa, she was like, I don't like this, but I'm doing it like whatever. And I got a lot more, I mean, she can tell you because she actually, Rachel's the one that did all the messaging. Um, But like, I got this feeling of a way more assertive man coming in, in a way. Um, More more red guys, I want to say. And more green guys who were a little bit more focused, like hyper-focused or something. Versus I think what she used to get was kind of more of like the green, purple, wishy-washier type crew. That's what I got. So, so let me ask you this, Rachel. Now, everyone that listens to KYA knows that I get very interesting pictures in my DMs. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> fruit pictures, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do did you get anything strange? No, I actually never really get anything strange. I never have. I'm like, I, I don't know why that is, but... Um, I don't know. I never put up bikini pictures or anything like super salacious. So maybe that's why, but I've never gotten um, the D pics. Never got that. Did, did, have never you gotten any that. like 
Did any like weird green guys come in here and start talking yeah. about weird things they like to do or anything like that? <laughs> well, not specifically, but um, Mystic Michaela did tell me about one guy who had a fetish, and I asked him about it, and he confessed to having one. Oh my God. So, <laughs> oh, Mystic Michaela, I mean, well, I, I don't, we don't have to put the E on this episode, but what was the fetish <laughs> that? You said he had. She like because Rachel sent me. She was messaging. Then she would send me like a bunch of the guys or whatever, and I'd be like, I don't know, or the, 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 like my take on each one, like my little just texting back and forth. And the one guy, like he looked so nice, but there was something weird. I didn't know what it was. I just knew he had something. And then Rachel's hysterical because she's purple, and she's like, I'm just gonna ask him. And she legit asked him, like, what did you say? Like, I was, like, so impressed. Like, my purple was like, I praise you, Rachel. This is amazing. Oh, my God. I literally was like, um, I say in a screenshot, too, I think. I was like, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm just wondering if there's, like, any any fetishes that you're into. And he literally told me. He told me <laughs> what he was into. It was actually pretty tame. It was kind of like dominatrix stuff. Like, okay. I think he wanted me to like wear high heels and like leather and like walk on him and, and stuff like that. Okay. Which I'm not, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. I have no judgment. Purple it wasn't. Judgment, but not my cup of tea. The screen name wasn't from a guy named Petro Hanchar, was it? No. Okay. I'm just checking. Just okay. checking. Okay. So it was not me. It was yeah. Not me. And, no, but no, I love that you just like asked. You're just like, hey. And then he was like, yeah, here it is. You know, and it was like the nicest exchange. But like, it was just like, and we're, we're done. And he was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I felt so bad because I didn't want to make it, him feel like I was shaming him. Right. You didn't do it that but, way. Yeah, I, I tried to do it as nicely. Yeah, well, when somebody has a fetish like that, you have to get it. Like, if it's enough to get a message about it, it's, like, really important to them. So it was going to come up in a weird time. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's probably, like, you know, it's best just, you know, honestly, people should leave with that. I yeah, agree. I'm, yeah. So once you learn that he um, had a red room of pain, you're like, I'm out. Yes. You're not, there's no <laughs> wedding with this guy? There's no dungeon for, in my future. It's over. Okay. He's over. Right. Um, and of all the people that you messaged, or Mr. Michaela messaged, or was talking to, so I didn't, that was I didn't only... talk to anybody. Rachel did. Oh, you didn't talk to anybody? No, Are Rachel sure? talked to everybody. Yeah, yeah. she just said times, I thought you were giggling a lot. Because she would time. send me the people, and I would just crack up. I was, like, dying. Like, it was a lot of fun, like, our back and forth. I, I really, truly enjoyed it. Yeah, was, same. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> was there anyone that you felt was was a match? Did you, did you connect with any of these guys? Yeah, I had a few like Zoom dates. Um, you know, COVID obviously, so I don't want to meet anyone person right away. Um, so I had a few Zoom dates, and um, it was it was interesting because <clears throat> the Reds versus the Greens because the the Red guys like were really to the, they're much more to the point, I would say. Not that green guys can't be, but reds are just more so. And um, so I had a couple dates with them, but the one red guy was kind of like, I think an unbalanced red maybe, because mm-hmm. he was like slightly imbalanced, not like major, but he was a little bit like, oh, I have problems with authority. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a little bit, that might be a little much for me. Um, and he said a few other things that were just like, oh, that's kind of aggressive. Like, I don't know about that. Um, and then one of the cream guys, we had a, actually a really good conversation because he was like super interesting and, you know, of course had a lot to say on like every single topic. But um then he wanted to do the whole, like, let's be Instagram friends. Or let's be, you know, let, what's your website? And I'm like, oh, no. Like, just, let's just have another Zoom date or something. So um, so that was interesting. So I met, I definitely met a bunch of interesting guys that I definitely felt different than before. Like, it felt like meteor, for lack of a better word. Um, but, you know, I said this in the article, like, Miss Michaela cannot just like she's not the fairy godmother where she can just wave her magic wand and be like, and there he is, poof. You know, um, if she could, that would be amazing. That'd be cool. But yeah, that'd be super cool. <laughs> but you know, there's like so many other factors into play. Like you know, maybe I have to move, or maybe it's just not the right time, or maybe I have more stuff to work on. But um, 
But yeah, I, it was an interesting experience and certainly something I'm going to take with me, like if I go online dating again, um, as far as like what she told me and what I learned from it. But yeah, had yeah, a yeah interesting. Okay, so I, I guess it didn't work out with the guy. So you're, I assume you're still single at, the, at this point? Still single and ready to mingle. Yeah. Okay, but did, did you, and you said you learned things. Did you learn something maybe about yourself or the guys you were first attracted to and now maybe you're attracted to different types of guys now because of Miss Michaela, you know, working with her uh, on this project. Yeah. So what I realized was that, you know, she touched a bit about, about, um, touched a bit on the childhood programming and purple shaming when I was younger and the whole thing about feeling like a hassle when I was a kid. Mm. I definitely felt that not just for my teachers, but I felt it for my parents and, you know, everyone in my family. So, um, in feeling like a hassle, I had <clears throat> like sort of tamped down on my purple. And so when I would meet a guy and I would sense something or like have a, an intuition like about them, I would like not say it or I would wait to say it way later in the relationship. And then they're kind of like, wait, where's all this coming from? Because I was like not bringing it up initially. I just was, and I was also trying to seem not like, um, I don't know, like, not so like out there, like per- I was trying to not seem so purple, like yeah. not so crazy, not so opinionated, not so vocal. I was just trying to be like a, like turn the volume down. And uh, the problem is that doesn't work. Cause later on in the relationship, as it goes on, the volume gets slowly turned up. Cause I can't keep it down for that long. And yeah. then they're like, wait, who's this person? And so that was like one of the biggest things I learned. I'm like, I'm going to lead with the volume up all the way and let the chips fall where they may. And uh, yeah, that was really interesting because a guy can either tolerate it or they can't. And I think some of the guys were actually okay with my bluntness and being open. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So that was cool. It's just that they weren't, you know, we just weren't jiving or they weren't a match or anything. But it was nice because I was like, oh, I can do this. This was fine. I feel safe. Like, it's all good. Um. Just to touch on the purple shaming a little bit, just growing up or whatever, you know, if you're comfortable talking about that. I, you know, just, it's interesting how um, moments that seem unrelated to the way you were raised, you know, like going online dating or like whatever can, can be like, hey, wait a second, like this is just a link to a pattern or whatever, you know, and which I think is what you're saying. You're like, oh, wait a second. You know, I, I, w- me being a hassle, you know, that that belief is so ingrained. What do you mean by like you felt like that your whole life? Um, it's funny because I didn't link the teacher thing to my family until what you were just said. But um, it, yeah, it was like a continuum because I felt like that in school, but then I would come home and my parents were just annoyed that, I was so purple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have the language of like, I was so purple, but yeah. you know, they wanted me to be more like, um, just a traditional kind of like Indian stereotypical person, which is like interested in math and science and get good grades and like, just li- like shut up and listen. Like mm-hmm. don't ask questions, just like listen. And I questioned everything. <laughs> I was like, like all the time. And I questioned all of our traditions and rules and regulations and our religion and they just did not like that. And I was terrible at math and science. And my dad's a chemical engineer. Oh, that was just like, oh my God, he was dying. And so, and my mom's a doctor. So no. it just was like a mess. That's and a lot, yeah. It was a lot. And I was like, oh, I want to be a dancer. And they just were like, and I want to be a cheerleader. And like, <laughs> they were not having it. So I just constantly got like, like yelled at all the time. You know, and then I was always late for things because, again, purple, and they, I got yelled at for that. Um, I was just always being, like, yelled at, and there was, like, um, <clears throat> like, I remember a moment, and I feel like this kind of sums it up as far as how my family operates, which is, like, I, I ended up getting into pageants because my mom was really into beauty pageants, and um, I thought they were stupid, but she was like, you can keep the money that you win. And I was like, okay. So I'm like a teenager. So You're like, whatever. okay. I'm like, I'll keep the money. So I actually won. I actually placed in the first two pageants. And then the third one, we went to Vegas. And I was like, oh, I'm big time now. But I was so stressed out. I ended up losing the pageant. I didn't place it all. I was stressed out because my mom was really stressing me out mm. and being like putting a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I just checked out. It wasn't so fun I, anymore. Yeah. It wasn't fun anymore. So mm-hmm. I didn't place. 
And my mom didn't talk to me for the whole plane ride back from Vegas to Philadelphia. Oh, God. Yeah. She, I mean, I tried to talk to her and she literally oh ignored me. And then I started like crying on the plane. And it's just like that message from my family that unless you produce something, yeah. you're, you're pointless. And that, wow. you know, is like the, the are, spring from wow. beginning to now. Wow. Are your, are, is your family okay with you today as a writer? Or they're still trying to get, make you a chemical. Because you're not just like a writer. Like you write in the biggest <laughs> publications there are. Like, do they recognize yeah. that? Um, they're okay with it now. But since I am like a, you know, a dating writer, it's a little bit like don't ask, don't tell, which is fine. Like they don't need to read my article, mm-hmm. Playboy. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're like, you know, okay with it. I guess no one can see these quotations that I'm making with my yeah. fingers, but. I'm making quotations for the audience. Yeah, yeah, air quotes. <laughs> they're they're okay with it in theory, but um, I you know I don't think they like that I write about that. You know what? I think even though you're a grown woman now, it must be hard to go home and be like, I'm really excited. I got this article in Playboy. I got this article in I don't know L about dating. I got in and like you can't. It's not going to get celebrated with a dinner. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, oh my god, I'm going to tell my. Fr-. So you just are like all right, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And maybe in a way you were like, okay, it doesn't matter what other people think. I just take my own accolades from it. But in, a, in some ways, I'm sure there's still that little second grader, Rachel, that's like, or just like, like that hurts, you know, like that you can't, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can't, even yeah. to this day, there's still that little inner child that's like, not getting that at all and probably won't right. like they love you like obviously they do anything for you they love you but like okay. they can't love they can't show their appreciation for who you are different I guess and that's that's hard that's hard yeah it is hard they I mean they love me as like a you know when a parent has a child they yes. love the child yes. your child but I mean do they love me like do they recognize my full Mm-mm. self as a human being like that not really like so I don't I don't really tell them unless it's like a really, um, actually I told my mom about this article cause I'm like, okay, this is like a safe article I can talk mm. about. There's no like, you know, sexual references. So, um, but you know, she wasn't like, oh, that's so cool that you're writing for Elle, um, a second time. She was just <laughs> like, I'm like, let me drop that in there. Um, uh, but <laughs> no, really, seriously, you should though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I've learned to be my own cheerleader. Um but yeah, but she was more just like, all right, well, did you meet the guy? Ugh, like, God. you know, kind of yeah. like, oh, like, well, what did the psychic say? Where is he? It was more like that energy, and I'm like, oh, so get Miss Abigail over here. <laughs> <We're> yeah. just, <laughs> get her get her right here, right now. Get my daughter married. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is going on? I'm like, uh yeah. you don't get it, mom. So- yeah, Rachel. So if you if you were writing, let's say, articles about like I don't know, like science or computer science, or <laughs> th- then they wouldn't have a problem with you being a writer. Is it more the writing, or is it just the content that you're writing about? Is- I think it's both. It's the content and the fact that I was a writer because they're like, oh, well, that's you know, that's not enough money. That's you're not making enough money. Um, but it's funny though because I started a business. Yeah, and and now I'm making more money than they were at their age. So I think that's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, tell us about Crimson and Clover because I think that this is my thought. Like there's a motivating factor that comes from the purple shaming. That's also like, and I'll show you what's (laughs) up. And do you tap into that for your own entrepreneurial self? (laughs) Yes, actually all the time. That's so true. It's so funny that you picked up on that because that's actually totally what I'm doing or subconsciously. I didn't really know that till like recently, but yeah, because I realized like the way I got through my childhood was by, and you've actually pointed this out to me, but was by like making jokes about everything Mm -hmm. and making fun of everybody. Like I would make fun of my parents. Yeah. We're like, we're like cosmic, um, yeah. The, yeah. Scott I definitely relate to this last half yeah. of the interview. Scott relates yeah. to everything you're saying. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Jewish versus Indian. It. Maybe there's correlations there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wanted me to be a physical therapist. I don't like to touch people. 
Oh, yeah, that would make it hard. That would yeah. make it really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, they wanted me to be a physical therapist. They were but sending me to school to be a physical therapist. Touch people. So funny. <laughs> I don't like to touch people. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't either. Not randos. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I would, like, my dad is bipolar, mm. um, which he does not admit to still. Great. But, yeah, I know. I'm like, that's helpful. Um, but so, like, I would make fun of him and be like, oh, like, Dad, did you take your meds today? And stuff like that, which I realize the general population, like, outside, not knowing the context might sound insulting, but I have to get through it. I have yeah, to get through it. That's your, it was your survival mechanism. Well, if somebody's not taking their meds yeah. and they're acting how they're acting like yeah you yeah. got to get through it somehow yeah or if they're being abusive towards you like mm-hmm. he would i mean he would just go crazy and he would like yeah. throw pots and pans so mm-hmm. that's when i would like insert my joke <laughs> it was in the middle of like a tirade yeah. um and like that is carried through to crimson and clover because i'm just like i mean sometimes you just gotta laugh yeah i don't want to be pulled down into the darkness and stay there so um and i, I love it because people do message me or they leave reviews that like I was having a bad day. This made me laugh. Or um, one of them was my best friend. My best friend's husband had cancer and I gave her this card that made her laugh. And it like made me like just fall. I was like, oh, I like, because that's kind of, you know, kind of like the, the reason for why I'm doing all of this. To, to kind of go into the darkness and pull somebody out. Like, you know, it's, I think like through humor or just through being like, blatantly real about things you can validate somebody is that what you're saying yeah pretty much like no matter if you're having like a crap day because like your boss is rude to you or you're having a crap day because your best friend's husband has cancer whatever it is like I want to be able to make people laugh Mm -hmm. even in the darkness even in like crappy crappy times be like oh this I can laugh about this like I love dark humor you know I mean we can't always it can't always be rainbows and sunshine all the time. I think that's a very purple thing too. It, it's, it's kind of like, um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to try to change this for you, but I, you know, like nothing like, I'm yeah. not, hey, or there's no, sometimes um, like positivity isn't welcomed. It's very toxic, you know, like everything will be better. Like that doesn't help me. Like, sh- yeah. like please validate that this sucks right now and make me <laughs> laugh about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's exactly. real. It's real. It's re- Well, you're, if you follow, which we'll put in the notes, like you have to follow um, Crimson and Clover on Instagram because your posts crack me up and your products are hysterical. Like they just, they're like what you give somebody if you want to see their jaw drop. Like they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, um, that's my goal. Like my, one of my favorite things, I have a sympathy card that says it can't all be Coke and threesomes. And I'm like, it's my best selling sympathy card. I'm like, can that, you imagine, can you imagine getting thing. that? Like if somebody like really close to you dies or something and it's just like, listen, it can't all be Coke and three thumbs. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, I'm hanging that one up. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess I only have one last question. Okay. And, okay. And here it is. I, I think, you know, it was a fantastic thing that you did with Mr. Michaela, although you didn't find a guy. I think we should now pitch... L again or Vogue and have me be the guy in your your uh, dating apps. And I'll actually write to them. And I think that way Don't do it. you will get a guy. Oh wait, you're gonna be Mystic Michaela. Uh, well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm no, gonna, just, he's gonna taking me out of it. He just I'm wants to pretend out. to be you on the apps. He thinks yeah, he can do the right, right. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she, she forget she's me. She's doing her readings, whatever she does, you know, watching her me. shows. And I'm gonna be the guy that they get <laughs> when they swipe right or left or whatever it is with you. That could they won't know, I'll be you. Right. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. But then it might and start being it might start being Coke and three sums if he does that, though. Like, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> might be. We might go down a different path. Yeah, a you, will different probably, <laughs> you probably will have a couple threesomes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> it, I, I don't bring it on myself. It just happens. <laughs> you can't. It's a terrible affliction. It just happens to you. <laughs> what, a way, what a way to end an interview. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rachel, thank you so much. I, I just wanted to bring your wonderful, like, this is the article you wrote to life. I thought it, you know, I got so many um, 
of, you know, the MMSF members like reaching out and be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Rachel gets it. I, they want to know about your journey. They want to know what happens next for you. Like they want to know about you, like all that, like what, what now, what did it, so I'm just appreciative that you came on and just gave a little more insight into your process and, and what had happened. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so fun and happy to share the story. Where can we find you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. What's the website? Oh, you're gonna. Yeah. Where can we find you? So uh, my writing website is Rachel Kona, just my name. dot com, and then Crimson and Clover Studio. dot com is where you can go shopping. And then my Instagram is my name, and then Instagram for Crimson and Clover is Crimson and Clover underscore Studio. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening and hanging out with us today. You know, this podcast is for you and about you and we love you so much. You got to sign off, Scott. Uh, you know what? Actually, I thought of something. Before oh, tell we me. Off. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. When there wasn't, going back like three months ago, and that's probably when you were doing this. And you know, I have the Petrol Honchar account. He actually got a really nice message that how great he was. Was that from you going on from her account? It, it was me. I don't. Would you? I thought it was Mister Michaela. Oh, it was from you. Oh. Well, she told me to send it. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. I, I was gonna say because I'm like, who would write this? And I really thought I had, you know, like someone interested. But all right. That was great. I'm glad we extended the clues yeah. for that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Okay. Take How care. How do you leave from there? Yeah, I say take care, guys, and goodbye. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.